Good morning, church. Could have everybody take your seat. Well, that was some pretty darn good meeting and greeting. I don't know how to actually rank that, but y'all got like a nine out of ten. So good work, but there's room for improvement. <laughs> Before we get started today, we have some announcements. Uh, first and foremost, we will not be having our annual church meeting this coming up Sunday. We will let you know uh, when the new date is scheduled. But uh, on next Sunday, when we have all of the uh, potluck 80th anniversary stuff, after that, we are not having a meeting. Men's breakfast is this Saturday, March 25th, at the Black Bear Diner in Sparks at 8 a.m., for men only, and uh, to be fair, I don't think they serve only breakfast. So you could call it a men's lunch, depending on what time you wake up. But <laughs> it is at 8 a.m., so if it is a lunch for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, please RSVP to Ron Sherwood so that he can give an accurate head count to the restaurant. They prefer if we show up and say we need a table for 15, rather than we need a table for 8, and now it's 9 and 10. And 11. So if we can get an accurate head count, everything goes smoother there. So that is this Saturday, March 25th, 8 a.m. Sheet music reading class will be meeting this Saturday, March 25th, in the history room at 11 a.m. So guys, if you don't know how to read music, get breakfast. Come back over here, learn how to read sheet music. Uh, you can contact Nancy Winders if you are interested or if you have any more questions. Side-by-side -side widow and widower ministry is meeting April 1st here at Home Church at 10 a.m. in room 15, which is the room right across from the gym entrance. If you need more information on that, you can contact Miss Jane Morrill. Easter is right around the corner, which means that we need candy to fill up eggs. You guys may remember last week when I accidentally said no chocolate, we have brought props to showcase that we want chocolate. So uh, please bring chocolate, small chocolate. We have to fill little eggs. If you bring the king size bars, I won't complain, but I will eat it. Um, I have been asked to request that there are no Necco wafers given. 
So we are down with chocolate. Leave the uh, Civil War candy. <laughs> so please bring it individually wrapped, uh, small enough to fit in plastic eggs. We're having a membership class on April 7th after the second service in the history room. So if you'd like to know more about our church, uh, get involved in everything that God is doing here. If you're interested in becoming a member or figuring out what being a member actually entails, uh, we're happy to have that for you. Lunch and childcare is provided. If you would like to attend, you can write it on a welcome card and put it on the tithe box. You can contact the church office, tell a staff member, and there's also a sign-up sheet at the welcome counter. So uh, there's a ton of different ways to go in there. Find yourself a seat, sign up, lunch and childcare is provided. It will be a good time. And for those of you who have been here for a while, you know that if I announce new memberships, we are also announcing Easter Sunday, we are having baptisms. So, if you would like to be baptized, or if you have any questions regarding baptisms, you can contact the church office, write it on, the, write it on a welcome card, and put it in the tithe box, or as always, you can talk to Pastor Carlos, and uh, we will get you set up to uh, dedicate your life to Jesus in front of everybody. Home Church is going to be celebrating our 80th anniversary next Sunday, March 26th. That is right. We will be having one service at 10 a.m. Sorry. At 10.30 a.m. That's why I said sorry. That's okay. You read this much and tell me you don't make one mistake. <laughs> so we will be having one service at 10.30 a.m. If you show up at 10 a.m., that's cool. People will be here. Doors will be open. Um, we're having a potluck following the service, so please bring a dish to share. It will be a great time of communion and fellowship together. We're going to have an awesome time. That, that's the end of our announcements. So at this time, we're going to go into our singing worship, to our giving of tithes and offerings. As always, we are so thankful to everybody who has been faithful in giving your tithes and offerings. Uh, we cannot do all of the events like our Easter Sunday stuff um, without, without the, the financial support, obviously. We have three ways you can give. You can do it online, in person, box at the back of the sanctuary, um, or you can do it by mail. If you have any questions on that, you can always talk to any staff member or board member. And if I could have everybody bow their heads with me as we enter into a time of prayer. Father, we are so thankful that we can stand before you today, that we can join with other believers and new people who may not know you, and we can sing your praises, that we have the ability to be generous with our finances, that we have the ability to be generous with our time, and we ask that you would take every offering that we give you, and that you would bless it and multiply it, and use it to spread your name, your message, and your kingdom in this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. needs that we want to lift up this morning. We want to lift up our sister uh, Linda Sutherland this morning, amen, uh, who has COVID, and we also want to lift up Joan Cole this morning, and so but I would like, I'm not sure if Joe's here this morning, if he is, please come down, but I'd like Bill to come down, and as you stand in, stand in the gap for your wife, and uh, you can just right here, right here with me, and uh, anybody who would like to join me and lay hands on Bill, Bill, if you want to face me real, real quick, please. 
and just stand behind Bill right now, and we just want to lift up his precious wife, um, that not only um, he be protected, but uh, his wife be healed. Amen. 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 Stretch forth your hands this morning. Amen. Glory to God. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for Bill. We thank you for Joan. We thank you for Linda Sutherland and, and Joe. And this morning we ask, God, that you would, uh, right now in this moment, use Bill Cole, God, a, a, a lifeline as he stands in the gap for his wife. Lord, I pray you protect him, Lord, from this virus. Plead the blood of Jesus right now over his body, over his, his mind, his spirit. God, we just thank you, God, for his heart. And uh, for his spirit, Lord, is just always just uplifting. Um, but, Lord, during times like this, things can kind of wear you down. So we pray, Lord, you would just, God, put that Holy Spirit in this step, Lord, the blood of Jesus over his household, over his home. We pray for complete healing over his life and his wife, complete healing over Linda Sutherland and Joe, God. And we cast out this spirit of COVID right now in Jesus' precious name, the blood of Christ over our church body, and over your children, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you church. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what a beautiful day today as the rain is coming down, hitting those beautiful little flowers we got going in our, in our uh, little... Uh, flower area and uh, when I was watching this morning it's like the flowers were sing just singing feed me and the rain was coming down gently and lightly and that's my prayer this morning that the, the Spirit of God feed us with the water we need so let's worship him this morning as we sing our song this is the day this is the day the Lord has made amen stand with us this morning amen yes I will. 
This is the day the Lord has made. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Learning to lean out, learning to lean, learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I ever dreamed, learning to lean on Jesus. You know, as humans, sometimes we lean on everything but Jesus. We lean on our own strength. We lean on our own wisdom, on our own understanding. We lean on what the world gives us. We lean on, but sometimes we got to learn the hard way. I'm here this morning to say I want to lean on Jesus and nothing else. Amen. Nothing else but Jesus. Learning to lean. to 
Learning to lean on Jesus. I see learning to lean. I'm learning to lean. Learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I sister in the house this morning who needs to lean on Jesus. This week she's going in for surgery and I'd like our, um, our Pray for the Cure ministry to come up with her. Anybody else who would like to join in this moment to stand behind our sister as she goes in for surgery this week. We're believing God's going to clear her and heal her in Jesus' name. This can be a, this can be a fearful time. This can be a uh, and that's normal but uh, we know that God's going to go before her. no rush this morning. We're going to lay hands on our sister. I appreciate those who are at home stretching your hands towards our sister this morning. Those who are here, let's just stretch your hands towards our sister. I would ask by God's grace if our uh, leader of the cure, uh, pray for the cure ministry, say a prayer for her, over her, and anybody else who would like to pray for her. Um, just let the spirit lead and, um, and I will also pray over you. Thank you. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we only have you to lean on. And so we just give you our sister, our friend, yes. your loved one. We pray your mercy and your compassion yes, Lord. 
on Laura and Neil and the family. We pray for your protection, Heavenly Father. We pray that you guide the surgeon's hands and all the medical people involved. And we pray and thank you ahead for the swift healing that you will give her, for the great results that you would give her, yes. and for the long, loving life that you will give her yes, to serve amen. you, Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus over Laura right now, Lord. We thank you that six other churches are praying for her this morning, this week. Thank you for our fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters. Thank you for this church that loves Laura. Thank you for Laura that loves the church and you, Jesus. So we give her to you, Lord, and we thank you for all the good blessings that you will bestow upon her. And we just praise you and ask that you would just bless her, particularly yes, with God. peace, until Thursday when her new life begins, Jesus, in you. We just thank you and praise you in your holy name. Amen. 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 I'd like one more prayer, if I could have Pastor, <coughs> Pastor Barr pray a, a prayer over our sister. Amen. Jesus, you are the great healer. And we know that by your hand, Laura can be healed completely. And so we pray that you would give her that peace that passes all understanding, that peace that you've promised, and help her not to be afraid, but to know that she is in your hands. And we plead the blood of Christ over her the facility that she might be going to over the doctor and all of his team and pray that all of it will come out to be a wonderful outcome and that she will know that she knows that the great physician has been in charge because we claim that healing in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. These are life and death situations, but I believe by God's grace, and his healing power, our sister, is going to be made well whole. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone. And this is the greatest family that I've ever dreamed. Thank you. Amen. Um, I just feel led right now. We're going to worship God just like this. Now, you can feel free to go to your chair, but I want to also say, too, I want to also say... Um, Second service, we'd like to do this as well, if it's okay with you guys. And that way our second service family can also be a part of this and, and, and pray for you, okay? So we'll do that as well. And also, Bill, if you're able to stay. If not, we will also lift up uh, your wife and Linda Sutherland. Amen. Feel free to go to your chairs or stay here and worship with uh, Laura as we worship God, as we continue to worship Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King, the Lord of Lords, the Creator of the universe. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Santo Espíritu
wants to get the chorus one more time. And as we do that, I'd like my sister to come down and pray for the service. Pastor Barbie, you can make your way and pray a hand over the service this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Let's sing that again. Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, you are thankful we are that your presence is with us lord we praise you father son and holy spirit thank you for permeating this place thank you lord for this great worship time lord we do worship you in our song in our spirit and in truth as well we thank you for a pastor who loves you and loves your word and preaches straight from the Bible, God's word to us. We thank you for him. And we pray today that as he delivers the message that you've given to him, Holy Spirit, that's who we will hear. Give us that ear to hear what the Spirit would say through our pastor this morning. We thank you for him and pray for your anointing power upon him as he delivers the message. And we thank you ahead of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amado Padre, gracias por este día. Sentimos la gloriosa presencia tuya en este momento, Señor, que tu Espíritu Santo obre en nuestra mente, en nuestros corazones y que el mensaje que tú tienes en esta mañana, Señor, sea de edificación espiritual, Señor. Envía ese mensaje que tú tienes a través de nuestro pastor líder, Carlos, y vamos a salir cambiados, diferentes en esta mañana, porque tu presencia está aquí, Señor. Gracias por lo que nos ofreces. Te damos a ti la gloria y la honra. En el nombre de tu Hijo Jesús. Amén. Amén. I feel leading in my heart right now just to sing, a, just to sing another praise to our God in this moment, for he deserves all the praise. I mean, oh, this world is, is lacking a praise to the heavens, the world in general. And we can never worship God enough. So I want to just go back to those beginning lyrics of this chorus. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves 
where my heartbeat comes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the name I pray you overcome the lies of Satan the the lies of the enemy that you will overcome the guilt and the shame that we may have but I thank you Lord for delivering me from the condemnation that I once had by your grace I do not have no more the blood of Christ over this sermon over these words because I know they're not mine I pray that you'd open every heart this morning that we could come together to learn, to grow, to see the world the way you see it, and to view ourselves the way you view us. The blood of Christ over this message, I pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church. Thank you, musicians and singers. We so appreciate you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. want to give a quick shout out to our ladies um we had an inspire women's event and yes amen yes it was amazing yes give god praise for that and what was so cool is the ladies said the ones who came the speakers and um uh, the one who was what was her name the one that came with the speakers uh stacy i believe it was stacy she said that this church when she came in here and when she left she felt nothing but love that's a good thing. Can somebody say amen? She just felt the spirit of God and, and the, the, just the way you guys helped and what you guys did. It was just an amazing thing. Hallelujah. Um, how do you mean you know our nation is divided on so many levels? Amen. But what makes the divide worse for me is sometimes the church is divided. No. Sister, I don't know where you've been, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and, and if you, but if you got to be, you know, not everyone, I actually say every, no one has ever come to church and been fully sanctified and fully perfect. And we've all come from different backgrounds, different uh, upbringings, and we all come into this melting pot and we have our ideas and thoughts on certain things. And, but at the end of the day, there's God's word. And sometimes as Christians, even myself, I don't line up when it comes to what God says about certain issues. And so my prayer this morning and my hope this morning is that we can come together. We may have opinions and we may have uh, disagreements on certain things, but we can come together as adults as children of God 
and be reconciled, come together and go to God's word and agree that God's word is the final say. And as we process that, we can walk through it, not perfectly, <laughs> but by God's grace and mercy. I want to read out of Proverbs 6, chapter 16, and then we'll be going through a bunch of different verses. Who brought their Bible this morning? Who brought their sword? Amen. 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 Proverbs 6, verse 16. I've titled this sermon, Pro-Life, Your Choice. Proverbs 6, 16, I really believe by God's grace, my children, if for nothing else, my children will be spoken to, my kids will be spoken to this morning. Proverbs 6, 16, these six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, you ever seen a proud look? Some of you have it right now, that's okay. <laughs> a lying tongue? You ever lie? Hands that shed innocent blood? A heart that devises wicked plans? Feet that are swift to run into evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who soars discord among the brethren. I want to look at verse 17 because I want to talk about life in the womb. If you listen to the media and philosophies of the world, they're on one side of the coin. Um, but my job as a pastor is to tell you what God's heart is about this issue right here. The world says abortion is okay. Actually, they say it's great. They say that a man can't tell a woman what to do with her body. They say that we can't tell a woman what to do with her body. And they're right. I can't tell a woman what to do with her body. But God can tell a woman what to do with the body he gave her. Amen. And this sermon is also important for men because many women have been through this because of man pressuring them. But I want to say, as I preach this sermon, there is no shame or condemnation or guilt if you have been through this, if you have gone through this, if you have experienced this, because we serve a God who can forgive any of us. No matter what we have done, and I need to make that clear right off the bat. So whether you've been through this, you've gone through this, you've been through, it, it does not matter. God can forgive. And there is no guilt here. There is no condemnation. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But the scripture says... God hates when innocent blood is shed. I got four points this morning. Number one, my first point, in God's view, life is in the blood. Somebody say the blood. The blood. The world says life doesn't begin until you're physically born or take a breath. That's what the world says. 
You have to be existent. You have to come out of the womb and take a breath, and then you have life. But according to God, life is in the blood. The moment the blood is flowing because the baby's in the womb and he has a heartbeat and it's beating or she is beating, that's because the blood is flowing. Life begins in the blood. Point number two, God's view, life, God's view in life even before you were in the womb. God views life even before you were in the womb. I want to go to Psalms 139. Turn there with me. Psalms 139. It says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Wow. He's saying, no human saw me. No human saw you. And skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. That right there is the, the womb. He's talking about the womb. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Church, you missed, you missed a perfect place to say amen right there because God saw you before you were even being developed. And in your book, they all were written. Everything about your body, your life was written by God. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. So before we even had a day to exist, God already numbered our days. Wow. I want to go to Isaiah 44, 24. Isaiah 44, 24 says, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, and he who formed you from the womb, I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself. He said he formed you in the womb. So really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you were conceived, the circumstances behind it. It wouldn't have happened unless God allowed it. Amen. I hope no one judges me, but I'm going to be honest. When I was conceived, it wasn't under the best of circumstances. I found out that I found out some things. Some could have said hey, it might be best. My parents weren't married. I was born out of wedlock. And I don't know about you, but growing up, there were times I was thinking to myself, the devil lied to me. Maybe it'd be better if you weren't here. You were an accident. All, this th all these thoughts played with my mind and words that were said to me from family members and people from the outside, things that I heard. It was something, it was very hard for me. Even at a young age, the devil lied to me on so many different levels. If you weren't born, this wouldn't have happened. Your parents had to get married because of you and all this stuff. But these scriptures here give me an answer. And I like what it says, thus saith the Lord. This is what the Lord said. He formed me in the womb. This is a very important point. God has used life before you were in the womb. Because the world will give you all the reasons why people should be allowed to abort babies. But we don't look at it from the world's perspective. We look at it from God's perspective. 
Because sometimes the events and circumstances, it's not good. Right? It's not God's fault. Sin is in the world. Sin. People make choices. Things happen. Sin. But one thing I do know about God, he can take a bad circumstance and turn it in for his good. I don't have all day, but there's a list of people who said, man, I was almost, I almost, my mother almost. Can you imagine what this world would be like without Elon Musk? Benjamin Franklin. I got to be honest with you. I just did some research. During the two, ni- 1990s and the 2000s, a million babies a year. It's gone down, I believe, to 600,000. But one is too many. And I thought to myself, I can't imagine getting to heaven and saying, God, why didn't you never cure these diseases? And he said, I would have, but you killed the very person who would have done it. One is too many. It might have been a bad circumstance, but by his grace, I am the good that came up out of it. You might disagree with me, but my grandma said, I'm the good that came up out of it. It might have been a bad circumstance when you were born. It might have been a horrible circumstance. But you're the good that came up out of it. Again, this is important because the world promotes a philosophy and a concept. They give you all these circumstances. What if this? What if that? What if? What if? What what if? What? what, And I understand what we know that. Okay, what if? All to say it's okay to terminate a life. But we are, put, we, we are people of faith. And people of faith view it differently. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before I formed you, I knew you. Galatians 1.15, you might not have time to turn with me, you can just look up on the screen. Galatians 1.15. But it is... But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. The Apostle Paul is writing right here, speaking. He says, God brought me out of the womb. I want us to see this. This is very important. It's God's God's work, God's hands right here. Job 31.15 talks about how God made all of us. When does life begin? Who's responsible for life? Verse 15 says, Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one fashion us in the womb? There it is again. God is the one who creates. And he made you. He made me. Point number three, the Bible teaches there are consequences for shedding innocent blood. Psalms 106, 37. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons and shed innocent blood the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to idols. 
You know, I believe today the idol is self. There's a lot of people who are very selfish. And they sacrifice to self. And the consequences are right here. The verse says, and the land was polluted with blood. How I many you know every, you can look, at, look yourself, every single empire that fell that was great at one time, at the end, it was because of sexual immorality and they were killing their babies. Look it up. Sexual immorality and they were killing their babies. And that's why Rome is what Rome is today. And if America don't wake up, that could be us. Thus they were defiled by their own works and played the harlot by their own deeds. Joel 3.19 Egypt Egypt was once a, uh, an amazing place. Egypt could have everything you ever want. Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom, a desolate wilderness, because of violence against the people of Judah, for they have shed innocent blood in their land. Deuteronomy 27, 25, Cursed is the one who takes a bribe. Listen to me, young lady, young man. Listen to me. Cursed is the one who takes a bribe to slay an innocent person, and all the people shall say Amen. Thank you, church. If you walked up on a four-year-old kid, a three-year-old kid, a two-year-old kid, I don't, whatever, let's just say two years old. If you walked up on a kid and you found out that child, that two-year-old, that three-year-old child was conceived in a horrible way. Let's just say you found out it was the worst case scenario. You found out that child was conceived in the worst way. Would it be okay to kill that kid. No. To kill that child. Four-year-old child, four week in the womb, is still a human being. It got blood flowing. It's got a heartbeat. Here's what I hear over and over again. By God's grace, not by the teenagers in this church. But this is what I hear. It's my body. I could do it with who I want with it. But here's what 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 says. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have from God? You have a temple that God gave you. Amen. Amen. And you are not your own. Amen. Young man, you are not your own. Young lady, you are not your own. For you are bought at a price. Therefore, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Point number four, and last point, we belong to God, including our bodies. 
I want to read Isaiah chapter 45, verse 9. And I believe I might have a different, I might have the King James Version right here. But it says, one who argues with his creator is in grave danger. You ever, you ever have a child argue with you about something you know you're right about and they're arguing with you? Carlos ain't saying that about you, by the way. <laughs> you ever have a child argue uh, with you? Well, actually, it might be a little bit. <laughs> argue with you. You know you're right. You know what's going on. You've been there. You've done that. And they're arguing with you. One who argues with his creator is in grave danger. One who is like a mere shard among the other shards on the ground. The clay should not say to the potter, what in the world are you doing? Your work lacks skill. You know how many young women have told that to God? What in the world are you doing? What danger awaits one who says to his father, what in the world are you fathering? And to his mother, what in the world are you bringing forth? This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel, the one who formed him. Remember, he formed you in the womb. He knew you before you were even born. Concerning things to come, how dare you question me about my children? How dare you tell me what to do with the work of my own hand? God says he's forming you before you were even born, and you say, no, I don't want it. The King James Version says, and concerning my works, my hands, you command me? With a question mark. If you don't got a question mark, it should have one. It's, you command me? So really, at the end of the day, who's in charge? Who has the authority on what can be done and what can't be done? Well, God's given us all free will. And that's why I've titled this sermon, Pro-Life, Your Choice. Because we all have a free will. But if it's okay to take a life, How do you know sin progresses? Sin progresses. I knew kids who had, who had issues with pornography just because they looked at a JCPenney catalog. And from that JCPenney catalog, because there was no discipline, there was no correction, there was no guiding and protecting and saying, hey, all of a sudden now it led from that to now they're into things they never would have dreamed. Sin progresses. It's like a snowball. It gets bigger and bigger as it rolls down the hill. I'm going to tell you right now, like a snowball, we start killing babies, and it's okay to abort children before they're born. Next thing you know, we're doing it till the months later, and then it goes from there to now, if it's okay to take children's life before they're born, the next thing to do is take lives by doctor-assisted suicide. It's coming, folks. It's already in Canada, and it's working its way right here. 
There are people who said, I'm done with life, I can't, and they're going to a doctor, and the doctor's prescribing to them three months of pills, and they die slowly. At what point do we stop? Do you know God can save that person's life if they just turn to him? Stories after stories that I've heard of people who said, I was on my, I was on my last, it was, that was it. And God came and saved my life. If it's okay at the beginning of life and the end of life, then the next step is to take away life that's not deemed viable. Trust me when I say that. And I pray to God, no one in this church, I hope you never get to a place in life that you can look or deem somebody in your family not viable to live. Woe to us if we ever get to a place in life that looked at somebody and said, yeah, there's no hope for them. They might as well just die. You know, it's one thing to be... um, I just feel led to say this. It's one thing to be on machines and you, you're not being able, you can't breathe because of what God gave you. I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm ever on machines and you see me in the hospital and I'm not breathing on my own, machines are just, and I'm a vegetable, I'm with Jesus. Can somebody say amen? amen. You just take me off. That's, that's, one, that's one thing to, that, that's okay. That's another thing to be introduced to suicide and be okay with that. That's not okay. I want us all to have the ears of God, the eyes of God, the heart of God on this issue. Pro-life, pro-your choice. Pro-life, your choice. It's sad to me, the world makes a mockery out of it. If I was to tell you I have to tell you right now that I have three slaves at my house. And I don't care what color they are, white, brown, black, purple. I got three people at my house that are slaves. You would look at me like I was crazy. And I know the media paints a picture today. You watch movies. They like to paint the Christians as the ones that were the slave owners. It was the believers of Christ that was actually wanting to save them. But the media likes to paint this picture. But can you imagine... Back then, standing up to all those slave owners, you would have looked like a crazy person. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know when that day is, but I pray it's soon. We're going to look back on life and go, I can't believe we allowed ourselves to get this far where we were killing babies eight months, nine months out of the womb. When does it stop, church? We need Jesus. And I want to tell you this morning, there is healing when you can come to God, whether you're a man or woman, and you can confess, and may God restore you, heal you, bring comfort to you. Not condemnation. And if you know somebody who is contemplating these things, To not go to Pastor Carlos or Pastor Steve Scott. Go to the Word of God, because there our answer will be. 
I got a little video before we close this morning. If we can get that, please. Abortion is illegal in most of the country. In most of the country, abortion is illegal. A lot of people say, Chris, you shouldn't talk about abortion. It's a woman's issue. Say, Chris, you shouldn't talk about abortion. It's a woman's issue. And I'm like, hey, I've paid for more abortions than any woman in this room. <laughs> See, when I go to the clinic, I say, give me the usual. <laughs> when I go in, they, they give me a punch card. Here you go. Two more and I get a free smoothie. Mango. That's right. Pro-life, pro-choice. Pro-life, pro-choice. What are you? What are you? I am pro-choice. I'm absolutely pro-choice, okay? I believe women should have the right to kill babies. That's right. I'm on your side. I believe you should have the right to kill as many babies as you want. <laughs> kill them all, I don't give a f <laughs> But let's not get it twisted. It is killing a baby. Because whenever I pay for an abortion, I request a dead baby. Sometimes I call up the doctor like a hitman. Is it done? And people argue, first trimester, second trimester, first trimester, second trimester. I think women should have the right to kill a baby until he's four years old. <laughs> That's right, trimester, semester. Think you should be able to kill a baby till you get that first report card. <laughs> Whoa! He ain't never getting a scholarship. <laughs> so okay, you can finish watching Stranger Things. <laughs> but when it's over, we going to the clinic. <laughs> Hurry up, I'm trying to get a smoothie. Some, some people can say he's just joking, but out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He's not joking. But let me tell you something. God loves him too. God loves him too. God died for him too. And I pray to God that his eyes someday be open. It's never too late. Again, we have all grown up different backgrounds, different views, different things. But at the end of the day, can we come into the house of God, put all that aside and say, God, what do you say? And how can... It's a process for some of us on a bunch of different issues. But God is here and he's calling you to follow him. Pro-life, your choice.
And I feel led to preach this because I was talking to my pastor a while back, and he says, man, it's still really only been two years since you've been the pastor there, and you want to build on a good foundation. And I want to make sure our church is building on a good foundation. Amen. A few of the ladies in the back that were this fire, they said, hey, we can throw on a little thing for you for the church and get some people from, there's a bunch of church women here. And I says, no, I don't want the churched women. I want the unchurched women. I'm not here to steal people from other churches. I want the uncooked ones. Now, if one comes from another church and says, hey, I feel, I feel led to come here, praise God. But I don't want no disgruntled person. We want uncooked people, and we want to build on a good foundation. And it's going to happen by God's grace. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word, for your grace, for your mercy, for your compassion. Thank you for life. Heard a story of a lady who had this procedure done and she had a dream. And in her dream, she heard her baby talking to her, telling her, Mommy, I'm going to see you in heaven. And she said it felt so real. It was nothing like she's ever dreamed before. And she's forgiven in Jesus' name. She is, she is free. She's set free. But there was a time in her life where she was, she, there was a lot, of, a lot of regret. But there's a God in heaven who's here to forgive you of your sins, to come into your heart, to come into your life. No matter what you've done. The Bible says God hates gossip. God hates lying, stealing. Lying tongue, false witness. One who sows discord among the brethren. Somebody who's in church and spreading discord. You gotta wonder when someone talks to somebody in the church and those people they talk to end up leaving the church. You've got to wonder, are they bringing people closer to God or further from God? The Bible says he hates discord among the brethren. He hates it. But he also loves you. And he loves you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. That we may be forgiven. And so you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Carlos, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'd like to ask him to come into my heart, to come into my life. I surrender my heart to him. I want to surrender my life to him. I'm going to lay aside my pride, my way of thinking, and I'm going to turn to him. you this morning we're going to pray in just a moment maybe this morning Jesus is in your heart you're living for God, you're born again on this road of sanctification but maybe the world has kind of crept into your philosophy your way of thinking and it could happen to any of us let's go back to the truth let's go back to his word
Let's all stand in this place as we pray, as we dismiss. Bow your heads with me. If you want to receive Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. I turn to you this morning. I do believe that you died for me. And you rose on the third day. And you're coming again. I give you my heart and life. I surrender it to you. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 The Bible says that heaven rejoices when one comes to him. Can we give God a praise this morning? Amen. 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 Do me a favor. If you'd like to stick around for second service and pray also again, I'm going to be honest with you. If I was going in for any kind of surgery, it didn't matter if it was for a molar, I want you praying for me. And so we want to make sure we pray for our sister second service. If you want to stick around and stay for that, please do. Um, but I'd like to go ahead and dismiss. If we could all bow our heads, we're going to pray and dismiss this morning. Amen. Let's see here if I could have my brother, um, my brother Fred, please come this morning. And pray for us as we dismiss. Please, Fred. Thank you. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning as we dismiss. Dear Father, please bless us today and that we have a safe trip going home and protect us, dear Father. And thank you for Pastor Carlos today with his message to us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Shine, it never fades. There's a fire.